0: Stupid, fucked up, wicked, high. Don't you ever just wonder why we didn't learn the true history? But now they're about to teach you and me. Oh, oh. Top off my wine glass a little bit oh, there, yeah. Of course, cool. cool. I'm gonna pack this bong up. Hey, folks, welcome in. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to Untold History. Yeah, I'm Abby, I'm Liv Maxwell is in the studio as usual. The podcast oh. loft with the doggo. Here huh? he is, excellent. Yep, got a, got a zoo here, so it's nice. <laughs> we got a tiny zoo here. We tiny only have zoo. a few more episodes to record in the podcast loft. Yeah. Abby will be, be making her way to another area of the country. Making her way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Not just downtown, down south. Michelle Branch style. Oh, did because, you have that lighter? Oh, I threw it back down. Fuck, Max, we need the lighter. <sighs> Stop singing Michelle Branch and bring us a lighter. Exciting. (laughs) So we're going to have very distanced recordings. Yeah, we're going to figure out the logistics of all that, but fear not. Our content is... It's pure. It's pure. It will remain true. We're going to stay on schedule for you guys. What did you say? Pure or pure. 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 I say pure. Pure? I like pure. Pure what? I like the word pewter, personally. I grew up at Renaissance fairs, and so pewter, pewter? was like a really big part of that. <laughs> like pewter statues and pewter pins and... What's pewter? Pewter's a type of metal. Oh. You can, tell
1: I, you can tell I didn't go to the Renaissance Festival <laughs> learning. as an 8-year-old. <laughs> we're learning.
0: We're okay, learning. fun. Well, let's
1: get a rolling. Let's get rolling. Who goes first this week? I think you do because I think I went first last
0: week. I think you're right. I'm going to hit this bong and then I'm... Yeah.
1: I'm very intrigued by your story because you and I both know about my story. You I think I just out. dived in a little
0: deeper. Okay, well, I only know of your story, though, because I uh, was going to do her myself. Oh. And so I don't know like much detail about her. Okay, you didn't go in deep. No, I really didn't. Honestly, I looked at her Wikipedia page and I saw that it was.
1: Wait, don't give it away.
0: No, 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 just kind of short. So I was. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I felt there was not enough content to do that.
1: There's some more things there once you get deeper.
0: Full disclosure, we also ate an edible cookie before we started this podcast about 30 minutes ago yeah, and had so. a couple glasses of wine. We're feeling real good. Last time we drank coffee. And a kombucha. I think we Two need to go back to very different this. worlds. Like, that was a really wow. good episode, though. We were like spring, but then I have to admit, I'm so I'm not old, but I'm getting older, and... You feel like you're ancient. I... No, I felt like I couldn't go to sleep. What? After having Because the caffeine? I know. I think it was psychological, but, like, I hope it was. See, I don't and know. that's
1: that's something I don't want to be no, that old yet. When you get older, <laughs> you're supposed to be more immune to caffeine. So I thought you're you are more about, sensitive. No,
0: you no, think not. No, 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 no. My grandma, sensitive.
1: my grandma would literally drink coffee from the minute she was done eating dinner until, like, 45 minutes before she went See, to bed. that was was a very common thing back in the day
0: like like you had coffee you with dessert and it wasn't yeah. fucking decaf like no you, it was like coffee cuz decaf coffee is a sin and i don't give a fuck it's if disgusting. you have a heart condition i don't give a fuck if you drink decaf coffee, we're not friends, okay? That's all I'm saying. No, that's not fair. That's not fair to say. If you have a heart condition and you can't drink It's okay. Decaf, it's you do okay. you. You, you, do you do you. You don't judge her. The okay. flavor of coffee is really good. So. All right. Let's hear about your shit. I want to ask you a question. Are you ready? Oh, you you do start like this a lot. This... Oh, because I'm excited. What's up? What's the question? Have you ever heard about Gwendolyn Graham and Kathy Wood? Do those names ring a ring no. a jangle for you? No? None. None at all. <laughs> Some shit happen? Strap on your diapers, folks. We're in for it. So these two, they're American serial killers. What? Oh. Who killed what we know of five elderly women in Grand Rapids, Michigan in the 1980s. Elderly? They like, committed their crimes in the Alpine Manor nursing home where they both worked as nurses' aides. Oh my god. Did they, did they, did they, like, drug people? And They didn't drug anyone, actually. Most of their murders were fucking suffocation. Oh, wow. But I'm gonna oh. get into that. I'm gonna get into that. So I'm gonna get in the whole thing. Like, they're, like, they're doing it for,
1: like, the, like, Really yeah. quick,
0: Uh, my sources are Wikipedia, which, thank you so much, donate if you can, two dollars makes a difference Murderpedia which is a confusing place have you ever fucked around on Murderpedia? Yeah it's it's something. Well so the way they format it is like they'll tell the whole story out front but that'll be happening over and over and over again and so it's like multiple accounts of the same story so it's a little confusing. I don't know I don't love it. I love Wikipedia more I have to say. But then again I also got 99% of my information from a science Channel crime documentary, oh. which I access via YouTube. Um, I'm not sure when it was produced. I think it was the 90s. I really
1: like that you've been doing a lot of 90s. like visual.
0: Well, so I've learned that, like, transcription for me from a video is way easier and way more accurate. You retain it Yes, I retain... Exactly. Like, I'm probably honestly not going to have to look at this very much.
1: Okay, this is fun. So I'm curious. So why did they kill these people? What's happening? Okay. Dive in.
0: So here's what you need to know. First off, I'm going to start out with the victims because they are obviously the most important part of the story. And for this, I will read off my paper just so I get it right. We had 60-year-old Marguerite Chambers, 89-year-old old Edith Cole, 75 year old Murder Luce, 79 year old Mae Mason, and 74 year old Belle card So those are the five recorded. Do they think there's more? First off the bat, I just want to ask you, what do you notice of the, all those names? What's kind of common? Don't, it was like the first and last. The M. Like, yeah, right? M. Because let's think about, let's go back. Marguerite, Myrtle, May Mason. Yeah. Hold on to that is all I'm going to say. That's a nugget for a later time. So it's the 1980s. Here's a fun fact. Only 5% of women at the time were committing violence. So of all of the violent acts committed, of all the assaults reported, 5% of women are to blame. Two women then Obviously Committing acts together Violent acts together Is super fucking rare Yeah to have them. part of the reason It went on for so long And really nobody believed I mean not that nobody believed it How long did it go on? What's the time Nine months They were together And all those murders happened Within nine months That's it That was the span of their relationship So I'm gonna dive into it This is Kathy Wood She was born in 1962 All we really know about her Is that her father served in Vietnam She allegedly told her lawyers that she was abused physically. She was uh, emotionally neglected by her mother, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of the same fucking spiel. Yeah. I know lots of people that <laughs> endured both those things and didn't fucking murder people, but okay. Yeah, it's all what's
1: lying. Yeah. Like that nature versus nurture stuff. Exactly.
0: Yeah. She grew up with no friends. She was Ugh. super isolated from the start. Never really made connections with people. Yeah. So her first, and this is another odd thing that she like told her lawyer, was that her first sexual experience was super deceitful. What? And she described it as allegedly she thought she was like hooking up with a dude. Apparently. And then that dude ended up being either a woman or also like a hermaphrodite who had both part. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And that like scarred her. Whatever happened, scarred her to a degree, like definitely inflicted some trauma. She didn't know where to go with it. She didn't know what to do. She felt very apprehensive about sex and about relationships, all this shit. Fast forward. She's 17 years old. She meets her husband. Her husband's name is Ken Wood. Super quick courtship. She gets pregnant right away. They get married like, cause she's pregnant. That's what you do. You get yeah. married. We're but doing that's it. It was such a very weird quick. jump
1: of her being like no to anybody. But I only mention it because it is
0: relevant him. as we move forward. It's <laughs> the morning of October 6th, 1988 and Ken Wood walks into a police department in his local area to confess the crimes of Kathy Wood. He turned her in? He claims she had murdered five people in the time that she worked at this nursing home, yada yada yada. He goes to turn her in. So this now, is a story about loyalty! I say that up front to backtrack a little bit. Kathy is a nurse's aide at the nursing home. She told him about the murders because her lover, Gwen, had just moved back to Texas. It was
1: like, husband, my lover left. Yes. So I'm going
0: to tell you. Yes. Yes. I'm going to blackmail her because she left me. I'm going to tell you about these crimes and... and blame it all on her.
1: Okay, so so the lover came to the husband and was like this is what the fuck's going on? I see. And like oh, kinda... No, no,
0: no. No, no, no. What? Lover left. Lover left. Lover left, Wait, lover left she... the scene. I'm going to back up. Hold yeah, on, hold on. Tell me what's going on. I got you. I got like, you. Like what? So, she had a daughter when they obviously she was 17 years old. Has a daughter yeah. 18 years old. Super disconnected from the daughter. Immediately doesn't connect with her, whether it's postpartum depression, whether it's her general being, or whether it's because her mother never connected with her as a child. So she didn't know. We don't know. But she doesn't connect with the baby. She and Ken so much to the point where Ken, a dude in the 1980s, notices this is fucking weird. She's not being motherly. She's not being compassionate. Oh. She's not connecting. She essentially spends all day sitting at the dining room table, staring into space, smoking cigarettes. She gets this new job at the Alpine Nursing Center, right? The Alpine Manor nursing home, work with elderly people, be a nurse's It's going to be super great for you. It's going to be stimulating. It's going to be really exciting. He's really excited for her and, like, thinks that this is, like, the answer to what's going on. she'll figure herself out. When she gets there, it's a lot of lesbians. That's mainly the people that work there. That's the demographic. They're all lesbians. They all go out to gay clubs at the end of every shift. What? They all get really fucked up. They all sleep with each other. I was getting a very, like, Grey's Anatomy vibe. Like, literally everyone was fucking everyone. Like, it wasn't. Yes. I'm sorry. Like,
1: doctors, sexy. Yeah saving lives, nursing home and death. So literally within the first
0: three weeks of working there, she has an affair with a woman. This is not Gwen yet. This is not Gwen yet. So she's like, I'm having an affair with a woman. What asked later by her lawyer, like why she had this initial affair that sparked this whole spiral. She asked why, you know, why did you do this? Why did you feel the need to sleep with anyone else, much less a woman? Yeah. She says it's because it levels the playing field. What? I had to sip my wine dramatically for that one. Wow. I don't know, and it's not that Ken was overbearing. It's not that yeah. he was abusive. It's not if anything, he was the perfect fucking partner, but she still somewhere deep in her fucking core felt that she was not equal to him. Yeah. She could never be on the same Playing field as him, yeah. and she felt that when she was with a woman, it was this unique connection and this unique experience that, for once in her fucking life, she was level.
1: Yeah, like anything he was doing, she can do too. Boom. Yeah.
0: So obviously Ken was humiliated. She started to manipulate him and play mind games with him. Well, and this is
1: in the 80s too, so a big no no. Like
0: she would do the shit that quote made her feel like a queen. So she would do these things, like she would pay women to call their house and like pretend to be having an affair, like. With him. They were dating. Yeah. Just to stir up fucking chaos. Like literally that's how she manipulated him was like, you're terrible. Like you did X, Y, Z. You're cheating like, on so me with these women that she paid to call. What? Crazy. Dude. Wow. Okay. This is like the definition. She's a saying.
1: modern day socio, like a, like a sociopath.
0: We dive into that diagnosis <gasps> very shortly here. So she created okay. chaos everywhere. Now it wasn't just with Ken. It was overflowing into work. She was doing this with coworkers. She was doing all like the drama. Shit Dude, like, her yeah. and Gwen would, like, take patients and, like, switch them around into different rooms. So when the doctors came in... I didn't know what the fuck was going on! Like, that sort of crazy weird shit that's like literally only a call for attention. Like, think about it, the
1: doctor goes to that room and he's like, wait, I thought so-and-so was here. And then all the nurses would be like, no, they've always been in this other it's room. So that... It's so
0: dangerous, it's so dangerous. Like, what if that person was you know diabetic and the other person wasn't? this
1: is literally like gaslighting. Are they like completely switching their rooms? So oh yeah. So making the
0: doctor, th- like
1: everything, not like just patient name, but saying, well They Magdalene. Would literally just transport
0: people because like, yeah. oh my God, it's so fucking, after seven years of Marriage, she demanded a divorce from Ken. She was like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, I'm He under took me. the kid. She wasn't even fucking phased. She was just like, cool, great, one less burn on my back. Yep, okay. She didn't give a shit. And one month later, after her divorce, she meets Gwen. Gwen starts working as a nurse's aide at Alpine Manor. Their relationship lasted tw- nine months until Gwen abruptly moves back to her hometown. Of Tyler, Texas. Oh, she's from Texas. So she grew up on a farm there. Essentially she like witnessed a lot of slaughter and like bloodshed. I don't know. Like a rural farm girl in Texas. Like probably more than she should have been exposed to, but also at the time, like is I don't know. Well you have to think about if she was like a sociopath Right. It was all just building and building and building and building. But um, I'm going to finish up Kathy, yes. and then I'm going to to Gwen. So Kathy confesses to Ken because Gwen left for Texas, like you said. Gwen leaves for whatever abrupt reason. Literally yeah. wakes up. Gwen's gone. Kathy's like, you can't fucking leave me. I'm, if you're leaving, I'm telling Ken about everything we've done together and I'm blaming everything on you yeah, because like, fuck you. You're the one that did yep. it. Yep. When Ken goes to confess on October 6th, that morning I mentioned initially, the cops don't believe him at they all. think he's lying? Well, they think he's just butthurt that his wife is a lesbian. Literally. And that's what I wrote on my fucking paper and that's what I'm saying out loud. That's what they think. It's a surprise. Me honestly. And so the cops are like, okay, 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 we'll look into like, it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They look yeah. into it. Neither one of them have a violent criminal record or any sort of record in Michigan. Okay? Yeah. That's number one. However, when they look into Gwen in Texas, she has a little warrant out for her arrest for writing bad checks three years ago. Oh my god. So she's up for like tax fraud, essentially. I mean, nothing violent though. Yeah. Still nothing violent. No red flag. But through this process, Kathy is you know, speaking to a lawyer, she's speaking to the DA, she's yeah. trying to pin everything on Gwen. She gets diagnosed with pathological personality disorder with a narcissistic behavior asterisk in there. Ooh. They decide to look into the nursing home records anyway, despite her diagnosis, despite her claims and his claims. Let's just yeah. check it out. And this yeah, is what they not? do. They literally look at so Ken provided three names of victims. All he had were three names at the time. He did not have All five names He provided three names They looked into When those people died And who was working On the clock While those those people died And guess who it fucking was Every fucking time It was them It was them It was them Because they were Murdering people Together Yeah So (coughs) Sorry, I got really excited about that. That's insane. And with all of them, they were really like weird what, cases of I'm death. I'm sorry, I have
1: to say this. At what point are you and a coworker working together? Like, are you just sitting over lunch being like, hey, I never thought about murdering someone? Okay. And they're like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess. And they're like, but for real though? Like, do you want to talk about it?
0: Here's like, the odd thing that? about co- the co-workers. The co-worker, and this was mentioned in the documentary. The co-workers were straight up polled about these women, and like, what do you think about them? Or like, do you think they're capable of murder? Like, meh. straight up 50-50 fucking split. What? Fifty percent of them were like, never. They're such sweet women. Like, they would never yeah, do that. They would never they're touch totally a soul. normal. And the other half
1: are like, they're fucking crazy. We're like, like,
0: well, no. They were just like, there's something not quite right. Oh. There's something like quite right right there you know it was just not an outward that's the whole stigma in the medical community like if you're a fucking nurse even just saying another nurse is in error or out of line or what it could cost you your fucking job your license like your life if you question a doctor like you are done don't do it like dr death
1: yep i was just gonna say dr death that guy lost his like amazing career no one will hire him because he's labeled a snitch and
0: it's like exactly okay
1: he called someone out for doing something that was you reported a malpractice
0: that is it like, yeah. that... I don't understand how that's a bad reflection on as a medical worker. See, and that's the hard thing. As a because medical worker. they
1: are... Yeah, like, that. that's... So, that's the fucked up thing. So, okay. damn. Wow. Okay. Woo!
0: So, how did they get caught? So, they look into this. They note that on all these people that they found on the records that were... Murder, like, or died <laughs> suspiciously yeah, like, during oh, their yeah. shifts. Weird causes of death. The first victim was like sixty years old. That's it, sixty, and her causes of death were natural. Nursing homes don't have a ton of resources in terms of like yeah. autopsies, so it's yeah. not like so they're they were looking well, for people that are. They're not we, suspecting yeah.
1: murder. If someone if someone passes away, they're like, well, they're in a nursing home. What do you expect?
0: Why you would know? we pay to have their body analyzed when like we don't think there's any harm yeah. being done? Any malpractice, see, d-
1: that's like the perfect crime. No one looks into
0: it. Lambs no one, to the like, slaughter. Literally lands to the slaughter. Oh, there was also some that were like heart attacks. You know, just like random shit yeah. that like it you can't like, really mm, prove. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hannah told me about this nurse today who killed allegedly over 400 people. This <gasps> dude by injecting them with too much insulin because it's something that your body creates naturally. And if they don't, so see it's never detected. Point. It's never detected on any sort of autopsy because your body creates insulin. But he would inject people with two months insulin and fucking murder them. <gasps> I might do that as a topic, even though it's a dude. Oh, my God. We'll circle Okay, that. but keep going. I'm so intrigued. So the staff didn't believe the victims. Here's the other really fucked up thing. I touched on this earlier. They didn't believe the victims. Just like they didn't believe Ken, because he was all butthurt about his lesbian wife. Yeah. A lot of the staff didn't believe the victims who, like, allegedly said that these women were coming after them or attacking them. <gasps> Because a lot of people had dementia, and Alzheimer's, not of sound mind. Wait, so, other people in the nursing home were noticing that people were being murdered and were saying stuff and crying for help, and people were just disregarding <gasps> what they were saying because they were not credible, okay. because they were not mentally sound. Can we sound. talk about
1: how this is also not only a story about murder and like other shit, but this is a story showcasing how we need to fund our nursing homes for this fucking reason? That they have staff That's, that are just yeah. like, you're crazy.
0: Oh, you're not mentally sound oh you have dementia oh you this oh you that it's like just because oh. someone has dementia doesn't mean they don't have spouts of sanity. Yeah, and like loosen And actually, yeah. like, like look at, install cameras. Look, if you don't have the money to, then fucking don't be a nursing home. You know, I mean, I guess yeah. it was the 80s, so like. But uh, do better. Do better. But do fucking better. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: we're getting very off topic mm-hmm. because we are very high. Tell me what's going on. So they're getting investigated. All these people are being dissed.
0: Here's another really weird fucked up thing that they would do. They would talk to the families of the patients. Oh. And they would like manipulate them that. That way they would be like oh my god did you hear that so-and-so like said this about you." he would say this to like harry's wife who was visiting they would like fill her head with like lies and ideas or like money troubles or like whatever the fuck it was like claiming play that this Harry game told them. yes yeah. play this game between like husband and wife or like daughter and son fucked up these women were addicted wow. to chaos so kathy claims that it was all a joke she cl- i'm just kidding Very worked up, Very
1: excited I know I was like Damn girl you're yelling (laughs) at me She claimed she wasn't
0: involved Oh so when the the police Questioned her about the murders She gave like a polygraph test So wait
1: Do they know who murdered The majority of the women Because it's not like They held the pillow down together You know Or like Kathy alleges that it was all Gwen I don't
0: buy that shit And that she would roll up A washcloth And smother them And that she was killing them To relieve her tension Quote unquote. AKA in psychological terms It's called thrill killing when you feel this built up pent up gotta, emotion like, or physical activity whatever the fuck it is and you have to like let's it. all agree that Kathy did everything and is blaming it on well them. it's also like there's a lot of speculations of like really sexual thing like they would like kill people and have sex on the bodies and like fucking reach orgasm on each what other like fuck? on the bodies and like it was va- it just amplified the sexual experience for them because it was a fucking thrill okay, please tell me know? they went to prison did both of these well, so Gwen, I'm going to tell you a little tiny bit about her and then we're done. Gwen has, she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and psycho, with psychopathic features at a very young age. She witnessed farm life, aka slaughter, which is what we talked about, witnessed farm. I know, I (laughs) know. What is this
1: witnessing farm like? Um, Her mother
0: was not affectionate. She, oh, this is a really fucking weird thing that she did. She kept a keepsake of like a dog's skull and all of its teeth in like this box that she had dug up herself. So that was one of her first like psychopathic things that she ever did. Obsessed with that.
1: Playing with, like, dead animals and dead bones and stuff. Yeah. A little
0: weird. Her father was violent. He uh, sexually assaulted her. Uh, When she was 22, she met Kathy. And then it was that following fall that Gwen, I guess, she got really aggressive. Like, even... Co-workers, supervisors, and Kathy claim that she was exceptionally aggressive at this point. Kathy was terrified of Gwen, and she says that. She denies, obviously, the murder. She blamed everything on Gwen, but Gwen claims that Kathy was the manipulative one. She was super abusive. She was mentally manipulative, and given her history with her daughter and her own situation, I don't know what to believe. I don't- I think that that's probably pretty valid. I feel like they both... It's fire with fire. Yeah,
1: for sure. I honestly think they both had a bigger part in it than they give each other credit for,
0: you know? So, Kathy denies everything. She fails her polygraph test. Her Surprise. second one. Surprise. Uh, but three days later, she breaks and calls the police to discuss what she would later refer to as the murder game, which is what they were playing, quote-unquote, when they committed such acts. They would what? murder people and then fuck and then prep the body for burial, quote-unquote, and then fuck again and then bury the bodies, dispose of the bodies. The obsession with the initials, right? So they tried to murder people specifically that started with, uh, that had a name with the M. I think it was like a type of OCD, a type of control thing where she wanted consistency almost in the acts. I don't know. Weird. It touched on that lightly. So eventually, when Gwen leaves, she left Kathy for another woman. And this drives Kathy to take another polygraph test. Basically just to fail it, to prove that Gwen is the fucking guilty person, right? But it's bullshit because she had convinced herself of the events and stories that had already happened. Because she had convinced herself of that, that's what came up as truth. Uh, It wasn't the actual truth. It was what she had convinced herself of being the truth. What? Because you can literally do that. You can convince yourself into lies. So the trial was set in 1989 on September 11th. Kind of creepy. Kathy is stated in court as a pathological liar because of her narcissism. They found each other out of dysfunction and tolerance for the other's actions. Wow. Wow and neither one showed any remorse especially in court Kathy signs a plea for testifying against Gwen but Gwen to this fucking day insists that absolutely nothing happened she denies absolutely i mean she basically all like denies like working at the fucking alpine manor she was just like no i have no idea what you're talking about Nothing ever happened. I barely even knew this woman. To this day? It was all- To this day. That is, like, dedication. Because Kathy testifies technically against Gwen, though, she gets off way fucking easier. Gwen is convicted on all counts and sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Damn. For her part, Wood received a sentence of 20 to 40 years in prison. Now that she's in prison, Kathy claims that she is a fallen angel and committed those acts out of- compassion or saving you know whatever the fuck like a healing thing which is just not not true but there was this okay so here's this this is the twisting point there was a surprise witness at the trial which was Gwen's new girlfriend what and she got hypnosis I guess? Which is not admissible in court, obviously. Um, But she revealed that Gwen had told her all of the stories and all of the stories that Gwen told the new girlfriend matched Kathy's fucking description of all of the murders. Like, she had told the new girlfriend everything and everything matched up in detail. What ended up ultimately happening is they both got 20 to 40 years no parole. Wow. Yeah. So basically it was all about revenge. That is insane. Kathy was the puppeteer. The don't ever leave me or all ruin your life kind of situation on Kathy's part, I think. She was up for parole in 2005. She was denied. And then I wrote, why is this important? Well, I was going to say, this is the good question. Why should we have learned about these murderers? Well, this is the little sprick I wrote for you, and I think you'll find it particularly interesting because you fucking work in this industry. So healthcare requirements stricken, obviously. This led to more extensive background research on hiring in the medical field. Because it is such a field of work revolved around healing the weak and the sick, it is often manipulated by those who seek to gain a more twisted payoff from the experience. Mm-hmm. To yeah. have someone's life in your hands, it's the ultimate power. And a patient-slash-caregiver relationship is just lambs to the slaughter. You know what I mean? Like, but, like, yeah. walking into a doctor's office, you say, I'm sick, I need help, heal no, me.
1: Honestly, well, and that's the thing, is
0: you see someone in a doctor's office in a lab coat, or,
1: or scrubs, And or... you trust them. You instantly trust them Because they are Your savior They are the people That are gonna help you Through this rough time Yeah And the Alpine Manor
0: Shut down Obviously It's a It's a different facility now I think Thank god it shut down But yeah They did not survive The PR nightmare That came their way I mean no one would send their You know their elderly there Because Everyone probably got fucking pulled Everyone thought Yeah I mean and it's fucked up though Because it just made me think of like The stuff that still happens today That I hear about all the time Like you know Like elderly abuse And fucking Yep Oh, yeah.
1: We obviously started talking about this girl a little bit at the beginning of the episode, Miss
0: Violet. But before this, I had never heard of her, I will tell you.
1: Me either. And I'm going to spoil it a little bit. I'm a Titanic fucking lover. I have watched the movie so many times. Who doesn't? Have you been to the 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 museum? They have, like, in Duluth... They have like a Titanic
0: thing that you can learn all about the survivors. Wait, are you talking about the thing on the riverfront where you walk in, like by Grandma's up there on the North Shore, like, and it has artifacts and yes, like, yes, it's up there. That's about the Titanic. Why did that go through Duluth? No, it's just I don't know why they have that there, but it's definitely about the Titanic.
1: Or maybe they just had like a little section. I thought of it was
0: about time. a different boat, but I could be wrong.
1: Maybe they just had an exhibit for
0: a while, and I went to it. <laughs> You're that's just excited why. about the. T- (laughs)
1: I'm so excited. I love the Titanic. Okay, so I am doing Violet Jessup. and I'm gonna say my sources because I always forget, but yes. obviously Wikipedia, Encyclopedia Titanic, because that's a thing. Not just the regular encyclopedia, but Titanic has its own encyclopedia just about Titanic.
0: Wait, about the real Titanic or about the movie? The real Titanic. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, Museum Hack, Nomad Flag, and then this place called Fandom. So like a bunch of... Fan- yeah, I know yeah. Fandom. The reason I'm doing her is because, so she skirted death on four separate occasions.
0: Well, not just seems... Foolish. like sorry i'm in a dark place right now so i'm like embrace it this embrace this it. woman could not die <sighs> like could not fucking
1: die so your cockroach so- just crawling through oh, the woodworks. Born in 1887 in Argentina to Irish immigrants William and Catherine, so she was the oldest of nine children. But only six, counting her, survived. So she had there was nine kids, three of them passed away. So then there was just six. Math. And her father was a sheep farmer, and her mother was a stewardess. So her mother like worked on ships. Just so sheep farmer. A sheep farmer.
0: Okay, I yeah. thought you said sheet farmer. No, is no,
1: no, the sheep, fuck is sheep. Like the little farmer? sheep, no. little sheets of acid. Yeah. I'm a sheep here? farmer. Uh. Um, no sheep farmer so because her parents were away like her mom was on boats all the time her dad was out in the field she was the sole caretaker of all of the children like because she was the oldest so she grew up pretty quick but during that time so this is her first skirt of death during this time when she was still a little girl she got tuberculosis in the 1800s like mm-hmm. that's damn near fatal. That's when
0: you don't want to get tuberculosis. Yeah,
1: no cure, nothing. Everyone's yeah. just like,
0: yeah, they're dead. Didn't they just like throw people in like insane asylums and like? They're just
1: like du- wait it out. Go be
0: sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they brought her to the doctor, and the doctor was like, I give her a month. Like she's not gonna make it. Like she's TB. she's done. Yeah. Lo and behold, she recovers, and she's like, I'm back, bitches. This. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah. So she recovers, and then unfortunately, so that was like when she was younger, and then at the age of sixteen, her whole family up and relocated to Britain because her father died unexpectedly. He had a surgery and it went really wrong and he like passed away. So the whole family moved to Britain from Argentina. And her mother was a stewardess on the Royal Mail line. So I didn't know this I had to look this up, but all of the different ships had like lines, you know, so there was like the mail line and it was like large companies owning a bunch of different ships mm-hmm. and then the ships were like named, you know, but it was like the Star Lines, hmm. blah blah blah. you know so she worked for the Royal Mail Line so this really fancy like high up company that owns all these boats so that's what her mom was doing and she was at well it was a convent oh a convent yeah that's even so that's where she was at more so but then her mom got sick and passed away and Violet was like fuck being a nun Jesus I'm gonna be a stewardess yeah no she's struggling but she goes and becomes a stewardess Mm because she's like my mom's life was cool as shit she traveled a lot had a good time I'm gonna do that so unfortunately she's 21 at the time and no one would hire her because she was fucking gorgeous Like, young, pretty, just like... She was too pretty. She was too pretty. She was too pretty. pretty Because they only hired middle-aged women because they were, quote-unquote, invisible. They would blend into the woodworks and passengers and crew members wouldn't become, like, infatuated with them. You know, because they just, like, did their laundry. So... They were worried about her because she was so pretty. So she would purposely wear uglier outfits and like do her makeup in a way and like wear her hair in a way so she would look uglier. So they would hopefully hire her. Yeah, so she had to dress up to get a job basically. But dress down. Yeah, so she was like dressing down. She was making herself like have a real bad day. Because of her mom, the Royal Mail Line gave her her first job. They were like, your mom is amazing. You trust that you're gonna be okay. Yeah. let's do this. And then she ended up getting promoted from that company to a white star company that white stars owned Titanic. The funny thing is... Oh my is god,
0: she fucking worked on the Titanic? Oh, yes she wasn't just
1: yes yes so this is even cooler yeah and the fun thing is is that all of their worries were like totally true because she got a bunch of marriage proposals from like random people like passengers on the boat would see her and be like i'm rich i want to marry you and like take you away from here like you're so amazing and like i love you so much take
0: me literally take. she
1: said no she's just like i'm good i'm working like that's a level of confidence
0: i can't even comprehend and i have a lot of confidence bro
1: yeah i would have been like bye i quit i'm a passenger now like wait on me lay out on the beach and get a martini like that'd be nice she was all about that life so she was like no thanks even though she did like the royal mail line she was very nervous about starting with the white star because while the mail line stayed more towards like the coast Mm -hmm. the west star was known for going cross-Atlantic. It was making the voyage to the United States. Mm-hmm. And with it came horror stories of super rude passengers and then really, really bad weather. And So she was pretty nervous mm-hmm. about that. And what year is this happening? This is in 1909.
0: 1908,
1: 1909. So isn't that like World War One, Right on the cusp. Yeah.
0: Right on the cusp. So you got... You got lots of shit going down yeah, on the ocean. Yeah. You know? So
1: she's really nervous, but her family and all of her friends are like, you need to do it. It's an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is a lot for them. Two pounds and 10 cents a month, which is equivalent to, um, like $4, $4 and like 50 cents a month. And her friends were like, that's so much money. You need to go do that. That is like so worth it. Like, <laughs> So she took the job, and in 1910, Violet started on the Olympic, which was a ship, even though it really sucked. So she was working like 17 to 18 hour days, getting paid literally nothing, but she really enjoyed it because the Olympic took a lot of American passengers, and American passengers were known as being very nice and Mm -hmm. very like appreciative and welcoming compared to like European
0: travelers. Well,
1: what do you think about that? We're in different times now. Like, look at where (laughs) we started and see where we're at. like, I was like, you
0: live in America? Are you okay?
1: <laughs> I literally, when we were in Thailand for three months, we lied and said we were from Canada. Yeah. Because we were both like, you don't we don't want to talk about the whole gun situation. We don't want to talk about the Trump situation. Like, we live it every day and it's torturous because I wasn't born here. That's and like
0: that you said you were from Canada. I mean, we're close enough. Yes.
1: So... 1910, she's working Tyson. on the Olympic. She's working on the ship for a year, and the Olympic collides with a warship named HMS Hawk. So now we're in, like, the midst like, the beginnings of World War One, And they run into a warship. And this ship is known to literally sink anything that it runs into. Like, the way that it was designed was to ram ships underneath sea level so then water gets sucked in and it sinks the ship faster. Inherently evil. Insane. So they ram this ship, this passenger ship that Violet is working on. And even though the ship did everything it was, like, designed to do to sink the ship, the Olympic didn't sink. And they both had a lot of damage, but the Olympic was able to sail all the way back to the port and get all the passengers evacuated before it sank. So then, like, Violet was saved and everyone was saved. Yeah. Everyone was saved. Everyone. No, yeah. Like, wow. everyone. That was her first. That was her second brush with death. Second brush with death. First sea the bound situa- brush okay. with death. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Even after that, she was like, I'm a stewardess. I still need to just, like, get back out on that boat. <laughs> and still do Get my back job. on that horse. Just do my keep job. Keep riding. So now she's recruited for the Titanic. And we all know Titanic. We all know what happens in that story. If you
0: don't, <laughs> do not listen to this. Turn off right this now. podcast and go rent the fucking four DVD, or no, no the four two, VHS. the two VHS
1: set <laughs> where like right in that perfect scene where you're like, ah! You gotta flip
0: it. You gotta flip the tape. And then,
1: you know what's the worst part? When you put the tape in nice. and no Just one reminded rewinded it. No one rewinded it. And then you're
0: like, are you fucking kidding me? I have Nobody to sit will here? will ever know that struggle, dude. I used to try to watch it on TNT, but even then it would be like a whole day's activity. So much. Because you add commercial yeah. interview. Oh, or commu- it's like four you know, hours. That, like, Four yay. hours. Okay.
1: So, I hope if you haven't seen it, you paused, watched it, came back. Now yeah. you're jumping in and you're agreeing with everything we're saying because you're like, fucking A. My God. You like, also I also have get a newfound
0: it. respect for Leonardo kate wins like bless them bless them she gets to spit in his face like amazing the water rises while those they're sleeping together Uh, okay so
1: we've seen the movie during the sinking (laughs) we all know it sinks hits an iceberg done kaputs violet was instructed so she was working on the lower levels obviously as a stewardess and someone came to her and was like you need to instruct all the non-english passengers on what to do because it was mainly english boat and she was not spoke yep she spoke other languages so they were like you need to go up to the front deck like the, the highest deck and you need to direct people to the life yeah. and like help figure them out where they need wow. to go so that's what got her out of the quarters of where all the other workers were while she was doing that she happened to just be up there where like she was a woman and the women and children got first picked so she was just ushered Onto a lifeboat, and they were just like, "Come on, get on the lifeboat!" Like, "Yep, come on." So she got ushered on this lifeboat, lifeboat sixteen, and some person literally like tossed her baby. It was literally like, "Whoa!" whoa, whoa and just gave her some random baby and was like, "Take this baby." And yes, and she gets lowered down into the water baby all night, baby in hand, all night. She has to sit there to wait to get rescued, and she ends up getting rescued, and she survives. And the, the baby, the baby survives, and the baby survives. And this is the weird thing that like I just had to put in because it's such to a weird little tidbit once she's saved the following morning she's getting cared for on this boat that saved them and yeah. some random person comes up and just takes the baby from her and she never sees the baby again never I'm telling you what yes and at the time up until like she wrote her autobiography and after all these events happened yeah. she had never told a soul about that whole baby situation never told a soul just like kept it to herself entire time someone just came wrong
0: some random person yep and she then came know. and took
1: it back and then she just didn't tell anybody about it was just like whatever that was the baby's mom. Did
0: she make a connection with the baby though? I don't know. It
1: didn't dive into that. It was just the fact that she like kept it Because you'll see, I'll tell you later why, that's such an insignificant thing that she didn't tell anyone. It's pretty crazy. Anyway, she did write an entire memoir, and it sounds very amazing, and I would love to read it, so recommend. So that's her third brush of death, the Titanic, Mm -hmm. where 1,500 people died. She survived, and then she continues to be a stewardess, still working on ships. Still was like... I can't stop, won't stop. I'm, can't stop, won't stop. I'm going to be a stewardess. So now it's 1916, full-fledged World War One. All of the passenger ships are converted to hospitals and okay. like Red Cross ships and yep. like Medvac ships. And she gets recruited to be a nurse on one of those ships. Mm-hmm. And she's of course like, bring it on. Let's do this. So she's on this ship called HMHS Britannic and it's a converted hospital ship she's a nurse and then suddenly there's an explosion that they can't pinpoint they it's still to this day they have no idea what happened but there was some random explosion and in 57 minutes the entire ship sank like a titanic sized ship in 57 minutes yeah under an hour this boat was completely submerged on the bottom of the ocean so she survives this fucking shipwreck this unheard of shipwreck like ships do not sink this fast yeah. and she survived it so they think it was either a german military like mind that was planted you know like a bomb just planted in the ocean mm-hmm. or a torpedo from the Germans, like something having to do with that. Okay. But only thirty passengers ended up dying. All of the other passengers were saved because they like were better prepared because of the Titanic situation. Because, yeah. okay. So they had lifeboats and life jackets and they had all this shit figured out. But she literally had to leap off of the boat onto a lifeboat and then because the ship was sinking so fast there was like a suction that was formed it was sucking people's lifeboats if they were too close within the proximity down with them and one her boat was one of them and she literally had to jump out of the boat at the last second before it got like eaten by the propellers and had to swim away from this sinking ship and survived. Like, I'm just wow. saying I'm athletic and I'd be dead.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just shook. I'd like, be gone. That seems like, impossible.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? She not only fourth time scurrying death, three times from ships. Yeah. She continued working there until 1950 until she literally reached retirement age.
0: Bitch, go home. She started. You're done.
1: Yeah. So, she not only continued to do all the White Star Line ships, but then she got contracted for world cruises and did two 8- to 12-week trips on, like, a world cruise. Like, think of how fucking wealthy you gotta be to go on a world cruise. Wow. In the
0: 1920s. Like, right. That's, yeah, that's the other thing that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, so, so much money. Yep. Nicknamed Miss Unsinkable. That was what she was known as. Was um, fucking she fucking died cool. of congestive heart failure in 1971 at the age. Of eighty
0: three. Sad. I mean, but sh- so she li- she retired and lived out her days. Yeah. Pretty much chill. Yeah. And she didn't think
1: anything of it. She was just like, oh wow, yeah, that ship sank. Oh, that's a bummer. Like, I'm gonna continue doing my job. Yeah. Like,
0: the fact that she kept getting back on the horse is what's really like shocking. Yeah. Me. Right. Like. You she- think after the second one, you'd be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. But then the third and like, the I'm not a I'm cat. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have nine
1: lives, so I need to like run and yeah, fucking this chill bitch it out. Did, though i know i know i she's a witch she is a fucking modern day witch
0: that's really cool that's really it's so
1: cool yeah and that's the thing is like when i first found out about her i thought it was just the titanic and the titanic's like sister
0: ship right i didn't yeah that's all i thought I didn't know that
1: she literally has like skirted death, and those are only the most recorded times. So there's all these rumors. Yeah. There's all these rumors that there was like all these other little things that happened to her as a kid where she should have died, but she didn't. And like all throughout her life, she had these like chance encounters with death, but never died. Yeah. Isn't that insane?
0: Dude, that was really good.
1: Yeah. So that is Violet, which makes me really like the name Violet a lot
0: more. I love the name Violet.
1: So yeah, that's my person. I think, I guess I don't really have a reason why I think she's relevant or why it would have been important to learn about her. Maybe because, I mean, I think maybe in an ethics class about like dedication and perseverance and setting your mind to something and fucking doing it. You know,
0: I think, yeah. Regardless of the challenges. Yeah. yeah. Less
1: school knowledge, more like street smart. Yeah. yeah, you got to have a mixture. You can't just Absolutely. all be about that book. You got to have some street stuff, too.
0: Well, that same... I mean, yeah, with my... Ta- like, why would we have been... You know, they would have That's never true. taught us about serial killers They would have school. never sat you down in
1: fifth grade and been like, okay, these are the first female serial killers. They murdered a bunch of old people. But like, as a
0: person who had probably, like, 30% of her class go into, like, the healthcare field, it's important to know why you're... Yeah. You know, why your background checks so heavily. Why you have to go through these protocols. What's the to call to report a mm-hmm. doctor or a co-worker like
1: well and it's just sad that there's such that stigma that you have to learn to break it you know people don't want to report and that's another thing too is like it's hard to to be that in that population that's being served Mm -hmm. because they see the caregivers as authority
0: and they know better because they allegedly know more than me because they allegedly went to more school and they take care of me and or saying like even if i don't agree with it or it doesn't feel right what do i know Is always my thought anyway you know what do i know yeah i go to fucking medical school but like hmm, maybe neither did they
1: we both had some very good topics today.
0: It was a good epi, dude. I
1: really liked it, too, because we were both going into this being like, this is going to be a little, like, mm-mm episode
0: that we're just going to go around." I like know. I thought around. it was going to be shorter, but I watched that documentary and my world exploded. Yeah, so. and you just had
1: to deep dive. Well, yeah, great. Deep dive. Well, are we about to go eat some din-dins? And I think then
0: those fajitas I'm smell. I'm Our studio boy, Max, is cooking us yeah, fajitas it's right so great. now as we record. So. Well, yay. Cheers. Until we need to get time. you some more
1: wine. I know. <laughs> Until next time. Until
0: next time. Okay, bye. See our corresponding Instagram posts for any additional resources or feel free to reach out to our direct email at untoldhistory, spelled H-I-G-H-S-T-O-R-Y, at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram.